BSN listeners, really excited to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Of course, it's Strava Craft Coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee, it's taken away long-term migraines, along with back pain and arthritis, IBS. It's also helped to decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is also all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door. What's up? Welcome into the show. Wednesday edition of the program. Harrison Wind here coming to you Wednesday night on the BSN Nuggets podcast. We are, of course, presented by the one and only Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online only at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's having a good week. Free agency is almost here. Sunday night at 4 p.m. Mountain time, I believe. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, 6 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Mountain. Free agency is finally here. That's what I'll talk about on today's show. Get into a little bit of that talk. Give you guys some names of some free agents I like for Denver. Also keep driving home a lot of the same points I've been making about the Nuggets plans for free agency. And a little bit of a to-do list, I think, that I've developed for the Nuggets to really make this free agency period a successful one. So I'll go over that in a little, but free agency is going to be crazy this weekend. Obviously, beginning Sunday into late Sunday night, Monday, and then Tuesday. It's going to be dominated by all the big guys, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. That's who's going to draw all the headlines, deservingly so, because the NBA landscape could really shape here over the course of this free agency period, especially with what seems like may happen in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving probably going there. He seems like the biggest lock at this point of the big name guys to be kind of tied to one team. Him to the Nets seems as solid as any other free agent rumor out right now. Will Kevin Durant join him there? That's kind of what it seems like. It does seem like Durant's going to get the full four-year max from another team or the five-year max from Golden State. The injury isn't really going to affect his money, his years at all, it seems like. And that's something that seemed pretty obvious to me even at the time it happened. Does he join Kyrie in Brooklyn? It seems like there's some momentum for that. Does he go to the Knicks, which seems like was the original plan all along? I don't know. It's it's going to be fascinating. What does Al Horford do? It seems like he's got a 100-plus million-dollar deal in four years lined up. No tampering took place there. Don't worry about that. But it seems like he knows that deal is coming from somewhere. He's out of Boston. So the NBA landscape can really change here and shift over the next five, six days, beginning Sunday evening into Monday and the early part of next week. What is Kawhi Leonard going to do? It seemed like the Clippers were kind of a sure thing at one point or another throughout the season, but I think that's a big takeaway from this year and this free agent class, which seems like we've been talking about them for two years now, this summer. We've been previewing this summer for these last two, three seasons Whatever reports come out throughout the year, they should probably just be disregarded. 
because everything can change. We've seen that with Kawhi Leonard. It seemed like the Clippers were the clear front runners, and then the Raptors go out and win a championship and everything changes. Now it seems like there's some momentum to him signing a one plus one in Toronto or something to that nature. Clippers are still in it. It seems like it's a two-team race, but you know, six months ago, the Clippers were the clear front runner. People were penciling in Kawhi to the Clippers. People were penciling in Kevin Durant to the Knicks six months ago. Things have seemed to change there. People were penciling in Kyrie Irving to the Knicks, and all of a sudden now he's a lock to go to the Nets. So when these reports start coming out six, eight months before free agency, I'm sure we're going to start hearing about the class of 2020, a much weaker class in 2019, but there's some notable names in there for sure, beginning with Anthony Davis. Just disregard those reports. Wait until we're a month out from free agency because there's just so much misinformation out there that really just gets filtered and recycled throughout the year. It's tough to handle sometimes, to be quite honest. So it's going to be really hectic around the league Sunday into Monday, early part of next week. I don't think it's going to be too hectic in Denver, though. I think the Nuggets are pretty comfortable with what their plans are for the free agent period. They've got some things to do. Obviously, the Paul Millsap decision is something they've got to make a call on over these next couple of days. I think June 29th, June 30th, that's the deadline for his team option. They've also got a couple roster spots to think about filling a couple holes to plug, I think, on the roster right now. So I've got a bit of a checklist that Denver needs to go down here to make it a successful free agent period, which I will get to in a little bit. First, I want to get to a question that came in from Mario wind at bsndenver.com. If you guys have questions for the show, he goes, hi, Harrison, terrible news that we can't hear from callers on your show. Now it always made my day hearing, Hey, this is Chris in Denver. I love hearing Chris's questions, his outrage and some of his crazy comments. I know I said on Tuesday's show that the total beverage fan hotline was going away. I've got some good news. It might be coming back. It's just not here at the moment. It's just not here in the present time. It may be coming back though. It's on a bit of a hiatus, but I think it might be back soon. So we might be hearing from Chris in Denver again on the hotline fairly soon. Not today, but it could be coming back later this week or next week. Mario goes on to write, here's my question on free agency. Let's have a little fun and do a hypothetical. Tobias Harris decides he doesn't want to stay in Philly. He requests a meeting with the Nuggets with the intention of signing with the Nuggets. Tobias in this hypothetical scenario feels the Nuggets are a better fit for him in his game and he wants to be a part of the Nuggets who are building for the future. What would the Nuggets do? Do they have what it takes to sign Tobias Harris? I would sure hope so. Tobias is not the perfect player to add, but he would definitely make the Nuggets better. Love your thoughts. So here's what would have to happen if Denver got like a commitment from Tobias Harris, which they're not supposed to do. That's tampering. We all know that. But say they got an inclination ahead of June 30th, like most teams throughout the league do. We know that. That's not a secret. That Tobias Harris wanted to sign in Denver. His agent sends the message to the Nuggets front office, hey, let's take a meeting on July 1st. We want to sign there as long as everything goes well. We're committed to you guys. We want to sign. We want to be a part of this thing in Denver. We feel like we'd step in really good at the 3-4 spot on the wing. We'd be an upgrade for you guys there. 
we want to make this happen. Let's do it. What would Denver have to do? Well, they'd have to do a lot of things because they don't have the cap space, obviously, right now to just sign him into that. They'd also have to decide, do we want to give Tobias Harris a max, right? It seems like he's probably going to get a max or a near max. I think Tobias Harris is a little overrated, to be honest. I've always felt that way. He had a great season last year, but I've just never been a huge Tobias Harris guy. I'm not sure what the Nuggets think of him, but they'd have to decide, do we want to commit a four-year, hundred-plus million-dollar contract to this guy? You know, well over 100 mil, most likely. So I don't know what Denver thinks of him. They'd have to decide if that contract would be worth it. If it was up to me personally, I'm not splurging for Tobias Harris this summer. I wouldn't give him a four-year max or a near max over four years. I'm just not that big of a Tobias Harris guy to take that plunge. I don't know if Denver is either, but they'd have to decide if they wanted to pay him that much. If they did, Paul Millsap would be gone, most likely, I would think. And Denver would also have to get rid of a Mason Plumley. They'd probably have to send out Mason Plumley in a salary dump. I think he's a good enough player where you only would probably have to attach a second round pick to get off of him. I don't think you'd have to attach a first, but maybe a future second, or maybe a team would just take him out right. I don't know, into their cap space. But you'd have to get him off your books to create that max cap space or near max cap space to sign Harrison. You know, Tobias Harris, he's in the seven to nine bracket for max deals. If he is going to sign a max deal, that's thirty point five million, thirty point six million for year one, thirty two million in year two, thirty four million about in year three, thirty five million in year four. It's a lot of money for Tobias Harris. Like I said, I wouldn't be giving him that deal if it was up to me, but. If a team does want to do it, that's what his max contract looks like. So Denver would have to obviously decline the team option on Paul Millsap, probably find a way to get Mason Plumlee off their books for next season or Will Barton. And then they could most likely sign Tobias Harris into their cap space. That'd be the order of operations for Denver. If he meets with the Nuggets on June 1st and gives them that commitment, Denver would have to do those things in order to sign him into their cap space. So I'm not sure what Denver's feelings are about Tobias Harris. I'm not super high on him, but that's what the Nuggets would have to do. I mean, he'd be an upgrade at the three, obviously. I think he doesn't give you a lot of the things that Paul Millsap does give you at the four. He's not the team defender Paul Millsap is. He's not just the defender as a whole that Paul Millsap is. He's a really good player for sure. Borderline all-star type guy, had one of the better seasons of his career last year, probably the best season of his career last year. Averaged 21 for the Clippers before that trade, shot 50% from the field, 44% from three. Numbers dropped off a bit with Philly. He was like, what, the fourth option in Philly, but still put up 18 points a game, 47% from the field, 33% from three, around eight rebounds a game. He's a really good player. I don't know if he's just the guy that I would point out and say, all right, we're going to really build our team around you for the next four years. Or, you know, you and Jokic and Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, that's going to be our team for the next four years. And if you do sign Tobias Harris to that deal, the books are going to be a little tight when it comes to Jamal Murray's impending extension, which could be agreed upon this summer. So, 
I don't really see that happening. It was funny. Shams Tarania at The Athletic actually dropped today that the Nuggets are one of the teams that are expected to have interest in Harris once free agency begins, along with Dallas, obviously Philly, maybe a Clippers reunion is in the cards there. I just don't really see it. I'm calling shenanigans on that. I don't think the Nuggets want to tie up four years of money, near max money, to a guy like Tobias Harris with the guys on their roster that they're going to have to pay pretty soon in Jamal Murray and the guys that I'm sure they want to pay like Malik Beasley. I think they'd rather disperse that money around a little more evenly than just giving it to Tobias Harris and really tying themselves to him for the next four years. So that's what I think about that. It's a good question, Mario. He's obviously a guy that fits the kind of archetype of player Denver would be looking for in an ideal world. The 3-4 who can theoretically guard a couple different positions, even though he's not necessarily a plus defender, I don't think. Who can shoot the three, who can attack, who can give you some offense, space the floor, handle it a little bit, be a second side creator. But I just don't think he's the right guy at the right time, if that makes sense at all. Let me know what you guys think, though, about Tobias Harris. Wind.bsndenver.com. Maybe you'll be able to call the Total Beverage Fan Hotline later in the week. Uh, I'll let you know about that. But it's an interesting question. I'm not sure what the Nuggets think about Tobias Harris. I'm not in love with him, but maybe they see things differently. Again, he's not a guy that I want to give a max contract to this summer. If you guys aren't signed up for bsndenver.com right now, it's a great time to get on board. Tons of content up there on the Nuggets. I'll have some pieces later this week on a few guys I like, potentially for Denver to look at in free agency to fill a couple of these roster spots that they'll have open. I'll go over some of them in a little bit, but I'd break them down in a bit more detail online there. I've got the piece I did off of the interview I had with Bull Bull's college coach at Oregon, Dana Altman. Some really insightful stuff there. He was at Bull Bull's table when... He was falling into the second round. Again, this was a guy who was projected to go in the first round for sure. Dana Altman told me from all the intel he was getting, he thought he was going to go in the first round. And also, he answered some questions about the question marks around Bull Bull's work ethic, some of the reports out there that he doesn't love the game. Dana Altman had some pretty interesting comments when I asked him about that and just what it was like to coach such a talented prospect who can really do a lot of unique things on the basketball court last year. So if you're not subscribed, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. You can actually get a one-year subscription, an annual subscription right now for only $3.33 a month. With that, you also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. Rocky shirts, Avalanche shirts, Nugget shirts, Bronco shirts on there. You also get access to our Broncos, Avalanche, and Rockies content as well. And again, download the BSN Denver app available on iPhone, available on Android. Really a great one-stop shop for all the content that we put out on bsndenver.com. With that, let's hit a break real quick. I want to talk about some more rumors that are out there about the Nuggets heading into free agency, kind of play a game of real or fake with them, and then also get into a couple of free agents that I like for the Nuggets. Seems like Denver's only going to have two roster spots to fill. I think there's a chance they could do that internally. They could also do that externally. I'll explain what I mean by that on the other side. We'll be right back. 
If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here. On a Wednesday, we are presented, as always, by the great folks over at The Green Solution. If you visit mygreensolution.com and use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. If you got questions for the show, wind at bsndenver.com. I know I said the Total Beverage Fan Hotline was gone on Tuesday. It might be coming back. Might be coming back later this week or next week. So stay tuned for that. I know a couple of you guys love calling the show. So trying to get that back for you. Let's play a quick game of real or fake before we get into these potential free agents that I might like for the Nuggets. There have been some rumors out there. Wodes dropped a bunch of Nuggets nuggets. Zach Lowe dropped a few. They had one of those free agency specials on ESPN where they pretty much just drop a whole bunch of news, a whole bunch of nuggets for 30 minutes and then get off the air. This was actually like a special segment, an overflow segment that Woj put out on Twitter that didn't air on the original broadcast. He put it out a few hours later and they spoke about the nuggets there and they dropped some interesting thoughts. So I thought I'd play a little game of real or fake with those rumors real quick. The first one, and I kind of addressed this on Mario's question at the top about Tobias Harris, because like I said, Shams Tarania drops that Denver's one of the, I'd say, 10 teams that he listed that are expected to have interest in Tobias Harris. You got to think about the wording there. It's not like the Nuggets for sure have interest in him. Uh, Tobias Harris is hoping he has a lot of suitors, so no really way of telling if that's a legitimate report or not, but I kind of said this in the first segment. I'm going to call that fake. I don't see Denver going after Tobias Harris. Uh, I don't think they even really pursue him that hard if there's interest from Tobias Harris's side. Like I said, I don't think the Nuggets are in a position right now when they want to commit four years in max money to a guy who they don't feel like is just the perfect fit. And I don't think Tobias Harris is the perfect fit on the wing. I really don't. I think there's guys in this free agent class who are a better fit, like Chris Middleton, even though I don't think he's gettable. Tobias Harris is probably much more gettable. But I just don't think the Nuggets want to tie themselves to a guy like that if he's not the perfect guy for them on the wing. And I don't think Tobias Harris is that guy. So I'm going to call fake on that rumor. I don't see the Nuggets and Tobias Harris as a marriage 
I don't see him going back to Philly either, which is the weird thing because I think Jimmy Butler is most likely going to stay in Philly. I'll talk about the Houston rumors in a second, but none of the Houston stuff has really made sense to me over the past couple of days. I'm calling shenanigans on that. And maybe, you know, Tobias Harris maybe goes to the Clippers. You know, maybe he uh, goes to the Knicks. If the Knicks mix out on Kevin Durant, which it looks like they might, maybe Tobias Harris goes to the Nets. I don't think he's going to go back to the Sixers, though, and I don't think he's destined for Denver. So I'll call shenanigans on that. The second one was about Paul Millsap and Woj on this little free agency show we had, the Overflow Edition, which I tweeted out a link to last night. You can check my timeline for that. But he says that the Nuggets seem like they're going to be okay with picking up Paul Millsap's option if they can't work out a two- or three-year extension. So my read on this is the Nuggets would definitely prefer to decline the option and work out an extension. I don't know if that's a two-year, $30 million deal, a three-year, $35 million deal. I'm not sure what that deal would look like, three years, $40 million. But that's the route Denver would probably prefer to go. Lock Millsap up for a couple years. Hold on to him as an asset that, you know, if push comes to serve, you could trade down the road. That's the right approach in my mind. Get him on a tradable contract that runs two or three years so you can have him here, but you also have the option to move him. That would be the smart thing to do. But Woj adding there that Denver, if they can't come to an agreement there, is okay picking up his $30 million option. And the more I've thought about it, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if Paul Millsap plays on a $30 million deal. Yeah, he's not going to be worth $30 million for his production on the court. He makes up for that a little bit with what he can do off the floor. But also, if you just have him playing on a one-year deal, it gives you more flexibility going forward. Who knows what this Nuggets team is going to look like at this point next season? Who knows what the kind of year Michael Porter Jr. is going to have. And maybe this time next year, he looks like a starter for Denver, or he looks like a 25-minute-per-game guy off the bench. Who knows what kind of year Jared Vanderbilt's about to have. Maybe this time next year, in the summer of 2020, we're looking at Jared Vanderbilt as a potential starter, or a, a guy who's going to come off the bench at the 4 and the 5 and give you 25 minutes. And then you don't have as much of a need for Paul Millsap. So I think... If he's on that $30 million team option this year, it's not the worst thing in the world. You get some more flexibility going forward. Could allow you more flexibility in the summer of 2020 for free agency and could give you more flexibility looking at this Jamal Murray extension and how that's going to impact your books down the line if you don't have to account for the 10 or $12 million you're paying Paul Millsap over the next couple of years. So I think this one is real. This report that Woj dropped that Denver is okay with picking up that team option. I agree with that. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world either. But I do think the Nuggets' preferred outcome and what their preferred outcome should be is to get them on like a two-year deal with a team option for year three. That's obviously worth the $30 million. You know, Maybe it's worth $35 million. So maybe like a two plus one for... 35, 40 million. Uh, I think that might be the best outcome for both sides. So we'll see what happens there. If I had to make a prediction, I'd say the option gets declined and they do work something out for the next couple of years. But who knows? It does seem like the Nuggets would be okay operating 
on that $30 million figure. And I agree, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So I'll go real on that one. Woj also dropping a couple nuggets on Michael Porter Jr. He's really been doubling down on this throughout the summer that the Nuggets have remained really optimistic about him and he's looked great in workouts. It's the same thing I've been hearing. It's the same thing I've been saying on this podcast. Denver does seem very optimistic about him still from what I've heard. It seems like he's really improving a lot. He's been in the gym a ton this summer, both in Denver and back home in Missouri. Summer League starts here in, what, a week from Friday? So we're going to see what Michael Porter Jr. is all about pretty soon. And I think I said this on Tuesday show, but I have a feeling he could have a really promising summer league just with how strong he is and the fact that he's been on this NBA weight program for a year now. He's just going to be able to outmuscle these rookies, I feel like, at summer league. So I think he's set up for success there. And Woj's dropping this little nugget right here. Quote, he could be the one that takes this program, takes this organization to a championship level. Wow. That, that is some statement there. No pressure, Michael Porter, but you're the one that could take this team to a championship level. I'll say this is real because it's a non-zero possibility. Now, do I think it's likely? I don't know. But I still do think Denver takes it very slow with Porter this year. I know everybody's jumping at the bit to throw him into the starting lineup, throw him into a 20, 25-minute-per-game roll off the bench. Maybe he gets to a 20-minute-per-game roll as a sixth or seventh man by the end of the season if things go amazing, if things go as good as they could with him. But I think Denver's going to... Still slow play it with him. I'm not even sure he's going to be a part of the opening night rotation, you know? A strong showing at Summer League could help. That could push the momentum towards him, you know, getting some minutes off the bat. But I think Denver's going to handle him with care still and not push him too fast. But I will say, and we'll classify this one as real, because I think it's on the table. And, you know, if he's able to recapture who he was in high school, and that's what Tim Connolly said, on draft night, kind of adding fuel to the hype train that he looks like the player that we saw and evaluated before the injury. So that's who he was in high school. He could definitely be that guy for Denver. So we'll see. We'll see. I just thought that was an interesting nugget that Woj dropped. I'll classify that as real just because it's a non-zero chance. Finally, a lot of talk about the Rockets. Seems like they want to unload Clint Capella P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon for draft picks to try to facilitate a sign-and-trade with Jimmy Butler. This has never made sense to me. I mean, if I'm Philadelphia and Jimmy Butler comes to me and says, hey, I'm not going to re-sign with you, but sign me to a max deal so I can get traded to Houston and you can get back Eric Gordon and Clint Capella, I'm like, bro, what? Just walk. Why would we do that for you? Do we want Eric Gordon and Clint Capella? How is Clint Capella going to play with Joel Embiid? Why would we want Clint Capella? Just walk and we'll sign Tobias Harris in our cap space and pretty much be done with it. So I don't think this is going to work out for Houston. Again, they've pulled rabbits out of hats before, like with Chris Paul. But looking back, maybe they wish they hadn't done that, especially with his contract right now. So Houston's capable of pulling stuff like this off. I just don't see it, though. From Philly's perspective, I don't know why Philly would be willing to really help Jimmy Butler out after they 
really signed, or they really traded for him, sorry, with the intention of re-sign this guy to a max or a near max. I think that's what they want to do, so I don't know why they'd help facilitate him to Houston. Now the question is, would the Nuggets want to get in on P.J. Tucker or Eric Gordon? I don't see it. I might rather actually have Paul Millsap for this next year than P.J. Tucker. I just think he fits this team a little better, to be quite honest. He's already established in the locker room as well. And Eric Gordon would be great, but he'd be coming off the bench in Denver, and I don't think he would be too enthused about that. So I don't really see any possibility with Denver getting into the Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker sweepstakes. Obviously, Denver is not a fit for Clint Capella. So if you're trying to classify those Rockets potential rumors with Denver as a real or fake, I would say fake. Let's hit another break real quick. I want to come back and list off about 10 names or so that I might like as a free agent for Denver and also kind of give you my plan for the Nuggets to have a successful free agent period, a successful end of the offseason. We'll be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lot lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday BSN Nuggets podcast, as always, is presented by The Green Solution. If you visit mygreensolution.com and use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Step number one for the Nuggets this summer will be Paul Millsap. Do they accept the option? Do they work out a two or three multi-year deal with him? I think either option is a fine one. I think the Nuggets would be right to prefer a multi-year deal and him playing on the 30 million is option B. But either one, I don't think it kills you either way. Now, I think Denver still has two other things to address here on their roster for next season. First off, they don't have many roster spots, right? Including Paul Millsap, who I'm just assuming for the sake of this argument is back next season. And including Vlako Chanchar, who I'm speculating also for the sake of this argument, is on this roster next year. Denver has 13 players, right? They've got their two guys on two-way deals right now, Brandon Goodwin, Thomas Welsh. That can change, but that's where those spots are going right now. They've got two roster spots. That's not a lot to work with, you know? And I think there are two holes right now looking at the roster. They need another four-man who could preferably play some five to take that Trey Lyle spot because I don't think he'll be back with the team next year. 
And they probably also could use another wing who's got some defensive chops. Those seem to be the two holes in my opinion. Yeah, they could use another ball handler, but if they've got Brandon Goodwin on a two-way, I think they could use him in a pinch. They've got Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Will Barton, who could all handle the ball well. Nicole Jokic is really the point guard of this team. We know that. So I think getting a fourth big and getting another wing who can play some defense would be bigger priority. So that's step two and three for me. They could fill that big man spot internally with, say, Thomas Welsh. I think I brought up this idea on the show before. If they didn't want to go out and sign somebody, I don't know how big of a fan I'd be about that. I think Thomas Welsh has gotten a lot better this season in the G League just with the Nuggets. I think he's improved a lot from when they drafted him to the player he is right now. And in a pinch, I think he could be useful for a lot of teams out there. I think you want more of a veteran guy, though, for this fourth big spot, for that Trey Lyle spot. So if I'm Denver, I go outside the organization to plug that hole. And then at small forward, they don't really have you know any other guys under their control. Brandon Goodwin, he's like a point guard. So they have to go outside the organization for that. That's step two and three in this plan. Paul Millsap is step one. Step two and three is probably getting another big man or another wing defender. Here are some guys I like that could fill that big man spot. Taj Gibson, the guy can play the four and some five. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Dorian Finney-Smith. I think those could be a couple interesting names to fill that four spot. I really like Kevin Looney too, but I don't know how enthused he'd be about taking this role in Denver. Again, this is probably like a 15-minute role per game at the max. Uh, So I'm not sure if he'd be too interested in that. And I mean, they could go like international for this thing as well. But I do think it's important to get another four man in here. I like Taj Gibson, though. I like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I think both those guys could fill that role fine, adequately. And then for the wing, some of these guys have a lot of defensive chops. Some of them don't. But this list probably starts with Danny Green and he's probably going to command too much money. He's probably going to command too big of a role for Denver, but he'd be my dream guy to get on the wing. I also like Wes Matthews, Amon Shumpert, Trevor Ariza, Damari Carroll, Jeff Green, James Ennis, Tabo Cephalosha. Those are some names maybe for the three. And you know, those guys are not going to like get you super excited. They're not going to get you to sign up for season tickets, but I think they can help you out on the wing defensively, give you some two-way ability and just help steady your ball club in case of injury, which we know the Nuggets can have from time to time. So let me know what you guys think about those names and also what you think of my plan of action for Denver this summer. Wind.bsndenver.com, the Total Beverage Fan Hotline. I think we'll come back later this week or next week. You guys can start calling in again there. And that's all I got for tonight's show. Talk to you guys on Thursday. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. 
Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out elixinol.com.